Adventure time. <laughs> All right. Uh, this Steve week sighs so hard. This every week time we I do have that. a uh, an amp yeah. for our adventure time. Uh, this is a XXXX crate guitar amp. XXXX. <laughs> this is a straight edge guitar. Super amp. straight edge. <laughs> this guy's asking seventy five dollars. I have a crate amplifier in super nice condition. Everything works just like it should. This amp is compact but very powerful. I'm only asking $75, and it's worth way more. Oh, no, so no, it's not. more. Call or text this number. Well, something I love about this crate amp in really, really good condition is that it's literally missing every single knob. There's not one knob on here that's not missing. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> but the, the other reason I wanted to talk about this, I found this on our, on our Craigslist today, is that it's kind of like... It's moved like you think of crate and you think of like the first amp you got when you first started playing electric yeah. guitar and you're like, ah, that's garbage. It didn't sound good, but it was like my first, you know, whatever. They're worth nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's us thinking about that coming from the 90s. Right. This is an older style one with like an older look to it. It's yeah, got like th- this kind of like tan thing going on. This is um, and it's more boxy. This is late. 80s, early 90s. I'm not exactly sure when they were making them. And something about it is crossed the line from old and bad into charming for me. <laughs> like, doesn't it look a little charming all of a sudden? Yeah, I guess. It's not like the it's not like the the crates uh, that we grew up with that had like the big stupid like blue paint yeah, thing on the front of it. This crate apparently uh the G40CXL um, was proudly made in America. Was it really? Yeah, I'm looking. Wow. I just found the manual for it. Um, it has a, this one has built-in chorus. So basically this was designed to like compete with like maybe the Fender Princeton chorus. Yeah, maybe. Or um, the uh, Roland JC50, I want to say, 55, maybe. whatever like their two by 10 was. But it has, it has, that's definitely it. It has like this Roland biting off kind of look. Yeah. Like, oh, oh you can't much. afford a Roland? Just get a crate. It's solid state too. Yeah. You know? Uh, the speakers are Celestian G8Ls, whatever that means. Like, I don't know that that's a particularly great speaker. Right. But at least, like, later on, Crate was manufacturing speakers as, like, their own OEM. Right. Sort of thing. Like, Crate Special Edition speaker or whatever. Uh-huh. Whereas, at this point, they were still using, like, probably a really low-end uh, Celestian speaker. But still, like, it's a Celestian speaker. Right. And it's um, also crazy that this thing is a 2 by 8 yeah, yeah. That's kind of nuts, right? Like, when do you ever see a 2 by 8 Well, anymore? that used to kind of be a thing, though. Was it? Yeah. I mean, when you're... They would they would kind of, like, just make these amps that were smaller. Um, huh. But they weren't necessarily, uh, like, bad. Right. Well, I don't want to say they were or weren't bad. But that's like the... Um, I can't remember what the speaker complement is in it, but it reminds me of like the GK250 ML. Uh, though I think I feel I'm like not familiar with those letters or numbers. The GK, the Galen Kruger, they made these like oh yeah yeah these ultra compact, but those are like apparently a hundred a uh, hundred words, a um, hundred watt stereo amps. I don't know. Maybe those are two by twelves. Yeah, uh, but they look so compact. So I have no idea if this thing sounds decent or good at all 
it's a you know it's a crate solid state is probably just going to sound like on the clean channel it's going to sound very clean yeah and sterile and if you're using pedals it might be a decent like home platform right you know so the gk is has six and a half inch speakers in it oh my gosh <laughs> yeah this uh like i said i think this was this is probably 80s yeah early 90s uh this looks like this um manual was published in 1995 so maybe like early mid 90s uh-huh. it was in a made in a period where chorus was apparently still a thing oh sure um of course so. it hasn't stopped being a thing i think it stopped being a thing like late 90s through early 2000s i'm just saying there was a period like where you're talking about like the police yeah well no like everyone wanted to sound like the police not even that like there was a period where companies were invested in trying to compete with roland with their solid state products right and at some point that stopped like fender stopped making the ultimate course in the princeton course crate stopped making this thing right right you know different companies that were making solid state course amps they just stopped making them right that being said like if you got 75 bucks, you got an extra room, you've got space, like uh, you got a source for cool knobs. This probably isn't the worst thing you could spend 75 bucks on. No, I would offer this guy 50 though. And Just because it doesn't have knobs? No, it, it, I'd point out that it doesn't have knobs. I'm like, I'm going to have to spend $100 on knobs. On this oh my thing to get the, it does have to, a ton of knobs. You get the correct knobs. The correct knobs. <laughs> oh my God. But there's something charming about it where I wouldn't, if I had this around the house, I would keep it around the house. It's like, oh, this is my, you know, my testing amp, my pedal testing amp yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like, this it, is my, work, my workshop amp or something like that. Or this is... You know, like I can let the kids. Would it be bad for that? One of I the, can let kids climb around on this sort it's of. It's kind of amusing. Like one of the draw, uh, draw endpoints that they make is that it has a real reverb. I know, right? Which is actually, you know, really great because uh, the the uh, the model of crate amp I got to start off had an actual reverb. By the time you came up yeah. into the world and got a crate amp, they didn't have real reverb. My little crate did not. Yeah, have. but I used to kick the crap out of that <laughs> that crate and make it splash all the time. Um, I should actually grab that thing. I, I gave it to my mother-in-law. I don't think she's using it. I should grab it and use it as a, uh, as a reverb crash for was science. She, was, she, uh, was she learning guitar? Uh, my brother-in-law was, and then he lost interest. And so she was messing around with it. Oh. Uh, I doubt anyone is playing it. She's got this slant. Uh, I helped them buy this, uh, slammer series strat and I gave them the amp, and I don't think anyone's playing it over there. So I should probably rescue both those things at some point and do something with them. Uh, do we have anything else to say about this? Oh, I wanted to talk about uh, the other old crate amps, like the original crate amps. Uh huh. When you if you hunt them down and see them, they're really freaking charming. They look like yeah. they look like actual crates, like an apple crate. You they're know? weird. They're weird. Let's that. But there's something really charming about them. Uh, my old drummer had a set of them and he used them as uh, like computer, oh, really? computer speakers. Oh, weird. And they looked just really charming. They have like wood, like like finished wood yeah. on the edges and look like an apple crate or like a uh, milk crate or something mm-hmm. like that. There's something really cute about them. I wouldn't mind getting a <laughs> So cute. I know. I wouldn't mind getting a set of those just to have around and have a piece of... Uh, student model solid state history there's know? uh some people i mean there's one guy asking four hundred dollars on ebay for the apparently first distortion version of 
one of um, this of, of of the original crate. Oh, the ones that look like crates. That's wild. Uh, I don't know if they're. You should send I mean, me that link and I'll send that, it to Josh. But, um. There's, I mean, there's like other ones that are cheaper, like 150. Sure. It's actually tough. Yeah, this guy. There's one that actually sold. Oh, uh, it says powers on, but it's selling as is due to age. It sold for 61 dollars plus shipping. Oh yeah. Um, it seems like a lot of the these old ones. Like, there's another one, crate one, CR one R, 60 bucks plus shipping. It seems like they're definitely um, something that's like there's probably some people out there that are like, Oh man, I got to get them all. But you know, it's, they're not something. I don't know if they'll ever be like collectible, collectible necessarily. Yeah. It's just cause there are so many of them. You know, when you make a student model thing, there's just so many on the market, solid state amps don't break. So they're still out there. You know, I don't know if these are still out there that much. I just don't think that, I think most of them are probably living in sheds and storage units at this point. Well, exactly. Or, or like, they're just collecting dust in pawn shops. It's not, but it's not like, I mean, if I looked up for, if I looked up Fender Frontman on eBay, I'd find like a hundred of them. Sure. These, I found like four. Right. Oh, the crate ones or this? The crates. Okay. Even this, the crate G40C. Right. There's only like a couple of them on eBay. Huh. Well, maybe uh, that was the beginning of their company. I don't know the whole history of Crate. I don't even know the current history. They've been of around Crate. for a long time. Like yeah. I want to say late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. Well, uh, it's you know I wanted to talk about this just because it's a company that we don't usually talk about. It's a company that it's a brand that is kind of is looked down on because it's all beginner stuff. Yeah, they've got a tough. I mean, they've made some good stuff. They made some yeah. tube amps that were like pretty popular for a while. There's always uh, quality control issues. But yeah, and, and it's kind of weird because they were owned by SLM, uh, St. Louis Music. You know more than I do. Um, at the same time that St. Louis Music owned Ampeg, and it's, they kind of ran in the same issues, whereas like the Ampeg, like V8, I think it was like the VH100 or something, or the like the VH140C, like these different products they made were just kind of like, for guitar and it was just like what market is this their right. base their base stuff was still great uh and later they got passed on to like loud technologies and all these things but by that point crate was like i don't know they've always just kind of been seen as like a beginner brand and not in a way it was like oh yeah yeah right. you should get that it's cool they but never crossed like, over and be, into being like oh this is a premium model this is a unique model right i mean they had that that vintage stuff, like what was like the vintage, the, yeah, the vintage 50, club series, the vintage and the, club, all the it. V series stuff. The and vintage club to, stuff is supposed to be decent. Yeah, the, the V series stuff was kind of you had one and then you sold it and then it yeah blew up. The, yeah, the V stuff is it is what it is. It's yeah, dirt cheap for a reason. But yeah, Crate's an interesting company. I I still stand by my statement that I wouldn't mind uh, having a few of the uh, the wood ones, the wood ones around yeah. just for. The novelty of it, you know. All right, we did it. We made it. One more adventure time in the can. Yep. Uh, now we're going to record our regular episodes. Uh, see you guys later. Bye.